The smooth sailing in the Adrian Autry era at Syracuse continues as a veteran player decides he's not hitting the transfer portal, staying right here in central New York, despite many, myself probably included, thinking that he would have hit the portal. We got to break it down, the impact, what it means for him, what it means for the team, what it means for recruiting. It's a Locked On Syracuse Thursday, and it starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning and welcome into Lockdown Syracuse. I'm Owen Valentine and thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today we're talking some Syracuse basketball news, a big news and a big news day in the Syracuse basketball front. But I want to lead with an apology. I botched yesterday, hand in the air. I had a moment. I did some prep work on Sunday previewing a guy in the transfer portal and Josh Aduro went away, wasn't really on top of everything, had a busy couple of days. Tuesday jumped on with those same notes, didn't do all too much more research. In the meantime, he had committed to Providence. My apologies. Sometimes you make a mistake. Thank you for pointing it out to me. I hope the rest of yesterday's episode still makes sense, still has some good info, some good intel for you in terms of Syracuse's roster as a whole. Maybe you disregard the six or so minute chunk on Aduro. My apologies. Let's move on. We got some good news in terms of Syracuse basketball today. And it seems like things are just going smooth for Adrian Autry as Benny Williams per Donna DeToda over at Syracuse.com will be returning for his junior season in central New York. That's some massive news. And I think it's another nod to Adrian Autry in this transition and players buying in to the the new sort of dawn that is Syracuse basketball and the changes that you are seeing, have seen, and will continue to see in the transition from Bayheim to Autry at this point in time. People buying in. Players buying in. Transfers buying in. It's cool to see. It's an exciting time right now as we have not had in a half century a transition like this where you truly are getting that change at this point in time. Benny Williams decides, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to do it here. And I think this is news that not all too many people probably expected. This was a tough season for Benny Williams following a tough season for Benny Williams. Freshman year, underperformed, struggled a little bit didn't maybe play all too well or as much as you would have anticipated. Year two, you thought he was going to make the jump. I think before the season, I said he was the most important player to Syracuse's success in the 2022-2023 season. Was the jump he does or does not make. Didn't really make it last season until the last few games. Had a strong four-game stretch to close things out. Double figures three of the last four games, including, I believe, a 24-point uh, performance against Pitt at Pitt 
uh, an 11-point performance against Georgia Tech, uh, an 18-point performance versus Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. He finished the season strong because he was hitting his threes down the stretch. And I'll tell you what, percentage-wise, he had a phenomenal year from three, even though he struggled in a lot of facets. Shot damn near 40% from deep, 39.6% on the season. And I don't think that's a stat that really jumped off the page in terms of how notable it was because of volume, because of some stretches of basketball that he played. But I want to start by tipping the cap to Benny Williams because this is the tougher route, I think, and many people can agree upon it. The easy route, and it's the route that you see so many people take at the sign of any adversity, is to hit the portal and get out. Now, I don't want to sit here and say that there's no reason to go to the portal. I get it. There are a number of reasons to go to the portal. But the portal is a quick option. It's something that people are doing with such high frequency when things don't work perfectly in their given situation. That's not the case with Benny Williams. Benny Williams took the tougher route right now, which is staying in central New York, figuring it out here, and working in a crowded forward room in terms of what you saw this year, and at this point in time, not really losing anybody in that group of forwards, and saying, I'm going to duke it out with these guys, and we're going to get better together, and we are going to put something on the court that is going to be a solid product. Benny Williams wants to figure it out here, and that is a tremendous, tremendous nod to him as a person, his character, his work ethic. This is awesome to see someone say, no, no, we're we're not going to hit the portal. I'm not just going to go somewhere else and say that this is, you know, Syracuse's fault or Bayheim's fault or whoever's fault. Benny Williams is one of those guys that will be the first to tell you he is not playing to the level that he wants to play at or the level that he thinks and we think and the coaches think that he can play at. And he says, I am going to figure it out here. It is going to be a battle. I'm going to have to grind it out. I am going to have to figure some things out in order for it to work tremendously well. But I'm going to give it a shot. And I am going to try to make those jumps here. And that is phenomenal news for Syracuse. To have a guy like Benny coming into year three, a very, very highly touted recruit out of high school, four slash five star guy depending on where you looked didn't work early and he said last season I'm not going to hit the portal even though things aren't great I'm going to work it out and he tried that this year and at points you saw it he finished the season tremendously strong he had a five game stretch from basically the entire month of December where he scored double figures four out of five games You've seen him do it. He's shown on separate occasions, many, many different occasions, that he can do it. Double, uh, double doubles a few times this year. Uh, I think three double doubles on the season. He's got it. He's shown it. It's taking the jump, and whether that's a mental jump and a physical jump, I think it's a little bit of both, to break through those barriers and do it at a more consistent clip is the difference in Benny Williams being 
the similar role this year where he can come in off the bench. Obviously, he started the season or started for most of the season, but then switched up uh, and came in off the bench. Is it going to be a similar role where he comes in off the bench? Or is this a guy in Benny Williams that comes out and scores 10 to 15 at a guarantee? Almost the way you saw a guy like Quincy Garrier do, putting up a very, very fringe double-double every time he came out. Not necessarily you know, putting up a 25-point performance, but you knew he was going to hit his 10 to 15. That's the level that you could expect Benny to play at. I think a lot of people at separate times have thought Benny can get to that threshold. And he's coming back to figure it out here and see if you can burst through that ceiling, the glass ceiling that is right there, and come out on top. All the props in the world to Benny Williams because this is not the easiest thing to do. As I said, the easy route is to hit the transfer portal and just say, let's go somewhere else, try something different, and mess around like that. And obviously, there's there's times and points where that is the correct option. Not for Benny. I think this is going to be good for Benny Williams to come back and continue this with a group that he knows at least and has worked with and has grinded with and has gone through the tough times So when you're starting to see the sun peek over the horizon, that every once in a while right now, we're starting to see you're there because you've been through the tough times and you can then get to the glory that it is. You sort of saw it with Pitt this season, although they brought in a handful of transfers as the key to that. Some experience in that jump as well. But this was a veteran group at Pitt this season that struggled and had some terrible terrible years of basketball and finish at the top of the ACC this season. That's what you want to get to. That's what you want to be able to see. And all the respect, I'm impressed. I'm a little bit surprised in a good way that Benny wants to do that here. And I think that's a nod to him and his character and who he is as a guy that it's going to grind and that level that he wants to be at. All right, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk impact of the Benny Williams news. Where do things go from here? What does it mean for the roster? What does it mean for the forward rotation? And a few other things as well. But before that, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All of that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Owen Valentine here on your Locked On Syracuse Thursday talking some Benny Williams news. And it's always a little bit funky because we, you know, you have the conversation, is it really news that someone's not going to the portal is typically the sort of mindset that you have, right? You just assume that everyone is staying except for those that are heading to the portal. And you sort of say, you know, hey, you know, you do the thank you post. Uh, SU graphics team sends that post. You thank, uh, 
you know, your coaches, you thank your community, you thank your teammates, you thank Syracuse, and you move on. You don't usually get the formal, I'm staying. But in this instance, and maybe in a few other instances, um, it's a nice surprise, and you're not sure. And I think if you were going to talk a little FanDuel betting line, Benny Williams hitting the transfer portal was probably and very likely the betting favorite if you would have had a line for this. That's not the case. Benny surprises a lot of people coming back. And I think the benefits for Syracuse basketball are tremendous. Let me explain. We talked a little bit yesterday about the state of the roster in terms of the forwards right now. You're bringing back Benny Williams. Chris Bell is still on the roster going into year two. Malik Brown still on the roster going into year two. Justin Taylor still on the roster going into year two. Does he switch to a guard? That's sort of the thought right now is that he'll switch to more of a guard-heavy role. So right now you have three forwards in this mix. Maybe a fourth, I saw someone on Twitter say, maybe Peter Carey makes the switch over to a forward spot. I don't know about the the real the realisticness or the, the feasibility of that or the likelihood of it, but you know, maybe someone shifts to the forward spot or they bring someone else in. But right now, you've got three guys in two spots in Bell, in Benny, and in Malik Brown chopping up approximately 80 minutes amongst the three of them. To have all three back, every single one with a year of decent minutes and playing time and experience in their own light, Bell obviously being the starter for the entire season, Benny and Malik Brown switching off uh, about half and half in terms of the season and game started. You have that balance, and all three of them have a good amount of experience and enough experience to be able to build and improve upon in an offseason. Now, you each need to improve on a few things. Chris Bell, the rebounding, the defense, things of that nature, Uh, maybe being able to shoot at a little bit better of a clip. You didn't shoot badly by any means this season, but a little bit more consistent in terms of the three-point threat would go a long way for Malik Brown. I feel like some games he was just a non-factor and almost like a ghost. So maybe just having that presence be a little more known in some games. Uh, And then for Benny, you really want to see the defense improve and maybe a little bit in terms of the confidence. And that's the toughest thing in terms of improving. And I talked a little bit about, I alluded to it yesterday, an interview on Eric Devendorf's podcast with uh, Caleb Joseph talking about the impact that struggling and a fan base can have on you as a player mentally. And Benny Williams has struggled and has had some thoughts and, you know, people displeased with the way he's been playing or had played. And I think the difference here, and I'm not talking bad on, on Joseph by any means, I'm just using that, the impact here. And I think the difference in terms of Benny being able to make that jump and mentally overcome what some other players may have transferred out for in the past 
is that he is very, very realistic with himself and has been since he got here. And I think that helps him to elevate and that dedication and, and the work ethic will show. In terms of impact as we continue, a year three Benny Williams, if he can make the jump to play what we saw him play at, is probably a number three, maybe a number two scoring option. Probably a number three scoring option, realistically, depending on what happens with Judah, depending on what happens with Jesse. I think J.J. Starling is going to be scoring option number one if those two are out. Scoring option number two could very easily be Benny Williams. That is the type of impact that this can have because of what we know Benny can do at times, and it's that consistency factor. So Benny Williams can help Syracuse make a tremendous jump and also helps to bridge what is still up in the air, and that is Judah and Jesse at this point in time. As we look right now, so we talked a little bit about the balance of guys exiting, the balance of guys coming in. You still have one spot, one available spot at this point in time. It could be a class of 23 guy, could be a transfer portal guy. You have the possibility that it could be three if Judah departs, if Jesse doesn't come back. Now you've got three spots to fill. What happens to those spots? Benny Williams right now helps to now anchor a forward position that if he had hit the portal would have been desperate for a top-tier transfer to come to Syracuse. With this situation, Syracuse could still get a forward in the portal and very much benefit. But they also are okay if they don't get one. And that is a huge weight off of the shoulders of the coaching staff at this point in time. I think you need a fourth forward in the mix. If you want to say that Justin Taylor as a combo, you know, not a combo guard, a combo sort of guard slash forward is going to be your fourth, you could say that. But if Taylor's making the switch to a true guard, which right now you sort of need to start pushing at because you don't know what's happening with Judah Mitz. And maybe you really do behind the scenes and, you know, coach knows he's coming back or coach knows he's leaving, but you don't know. We don't know what that situation is. And you're going to need a third guard. So Taylor might make that full transition, which means you got to bring in somebody else at the forward spot in case of injury. Because if one of these three guys gets hurt, which in a 31 game season where you're putting your body through a ton and you're grinding and battling, players get hurt, you're out of spots. You don't have someone to step into that role unless you get someone else. So you still need somebody in the portal because you're already down numbers in terms of depth. You got three guys at the guard spot right now under the thought that maybe Justin Taylor makes that switch. You got three guys at the forward, and then you've got Way too many centers at this point in time. Not actually, but if Jesse comes back, you've got Jesse, you've got Monier, you've got Peter Carey. So maybe that's where your your jump to the forward comes from, uh, from a guy in Peter Carey, possibly. Who knows? 
But that's sort of where this leaves the roster in the offseason in terms of what can happen here. Let's talk a little bit uh, all over the place to close out the episode today. Uh, a little bit on the Joe Girard train and sort of his news. Uh, a couple of interesting house meetings today for Girard. Uh, one of which, imagine that, he, he continues into the 2-3 on the opposite side of the country with a guy in God, over at Washington in Mike Hopkins. Drew a blank there for a second. I don't know why. Could that happen? There's a push right now. I believe Pitt was also there for a house visit. Joe Girard could be in the ACC next season, giving Syracuse a run. How funny would that be if he came in and just went nuts from three against Syracuse? I'd hate it and love it at the same time. Absolute chaos. But that process for Girard is starting to spice up, heat up a little bit in terms of, uh, of that situation. It's kind of funny. Uh, to just sort of see how that goes. And I don't think I really knew what to expect for his time in the portal and sort of his approach. Uh, Other guys in the portal, I've tried to see what I can find. I haven't really heard much on Symir. I haven't really heard much, if anything, on John Bull. I'd be interested to see what level that they sort of end up at. John Bull I don't know where he goes. I hope he goes somewhere where he can play and have fun and you can watch him on the court every night. Symir, I'm curious what happens in terms of where he ends up. Because he's been at two power five spots and didn't necessarily do incredible things at either. So I'll be interested to see where the offers come, the conversations come from, where he lands, and the type of impact he has at that new spot. Funny, interesting. Transfer time is tough. News happens very quickly, as I find out yesterday, uh, when you miss something or you skip a day of Twitter because of uh, of a commitment that you got. Uh, so things can catch up to you. You can miss out on a few things uh, very quickly in the transfer portal. It happens just like that, and we will see where things go from there. Bit of a shorter episode today. I'll finish things out tomorrow to finish out our our week and also our month of March here on Lockdown Syracuse. Before I let you go, before we finish this up, thank you for an absolutely incredible month. This has been the best month in terms of ratings and, and views and interactions since I took over with ease. I think statistics wise on YouTube, especially the highest viewed month in the history of the show. And I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that there has been big news day after big news day after big news day. Not as much to do with me, but I still appreciate you all coming here for this conversation, giving your thoughts, correcting me when I'm wrong, calling me out when I do some idiotic things and the brain doesn't work the way you want it to work for a little bit. Uh, It goes a long way. It's fun. I appreciate it. Uh, And it means the world every time. Uh, Come out here have a little chat with you guys. So thank you so much for an incredible month of March. Uh, Let's try and parlay that over into April as we begin our technically off-season coverage. Uh, A couple of things to note. Uh, Basketball, women's basketball, you know, came to a close the other day. I I think things are, are looking really, really solid 
over there and have a lot of potential after what I saw in year one of a new campaign. It's fun. It's exciting to see that sort of get back. Because how many years ago, Syracuse men and women both hit the Final Four? Right. I'd love to get to that threshold again. That would be fun. And it seems like both programs in the last, well, the men's side since Autry took over, seems like you're starting to see what is some good promise. And on the women's side, this entire season, you're starting to see things trend in the correct direction. And that is really exciting. Uh, women's lacks continues. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, an absolute tear. They're killing it. They're tremendous. Get on the bandwagon. I cannot end an episode anymore without giving them some sort of shout out. They have been so much fun. They're the number one team in the country. And we need to recognize that at this point in time as much as we can. That's where we'll leave it. Syracuse and Benny Williams stay together for one more year. And we'll close it out from there. Thank you so much for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton bringing you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, your big name experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like, I say it, it goes a long way. Subscribe right here. Another video right here. Turn on the notifications bell. Get instantly notified when our videos go live. Join in on the conversation at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter or right here in the comments on YouTube. I'm Owen Valentine. I'll catch you tomorrow. Do something nice for somebody today.